toast and joking too. Sipping and roasting is what we do. Light them up, drink them down. Whiskey and cigars all around. Cheers, y'all. That sounds like the beginning of a party, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at episode number 345 of Smoking and Toasting. I was just uh, doing the math here, yeah. and that's that's like the exact halfway point to 400. Oh, good. 345, halfway to 400. That's right. Very excited about all of that. And uh, I was just thinking about how many beers that is. <laughs> you realize it's 345 like different spirits, but Let's, beers, we do multiple beers we every do show. beers per episode. Yeah, and sometimes more. Like uh, last week when we did the... Uh, Oktoberfest blind taste test. There was a lot, lot more than three beers. That's so, right. yeah. So, uh, and of course, our program isn't, but should be brought to you by Uber. And uh, so, there. We'll just give them a little free plug there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Welcome to number three hundred and forty-five. This is our first ever clickbait show. Clickbait. Yeah, it's all about clickbait today. You know how from time to time we we, we, we did this little podcast about beer and cigars and you won't believe what happened yeah it's almost like that this is this is going to be today we're going to deal with a number of very important lists the best cigars the best beer and the best spirits for right now right now yeah so that seems to be like a clickbait thing if they put right now in the headline it seems to draw more clicks don't smoke any of these cigars until you've watched this video and don't save any of them for later these are for right now. <laughs> right now. So uh, we do have a whole lot of lists to bring you uh, uh, today. Can you, when you read those lists off, can you read them in the monster truck voice? <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. Ten highly rated cigars to smoke right now. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we will have <laughs> nine highly uh, rated cigars to smoke right now. Ten outstanding cigars to smoke right now. The 31 best beers to drink. Right now. Right now. Uh, and, I'm starting to see a theme going on And here. there's more. 22 best bourbons to drink right now. This the show has a sense Añejo of urgency. tequilas to drink right now. <laughs> the best yes, it's a It's a total sense of urgency, and we want to get to this, and we not only want to get to it, but we want to get to it right, right now. now. Yes, yes, so that's, that's our plan for today. So lots of interesting stuff like that. Plus, we will be tasting some things where the urgency is slightly less, but... Still interesting. From Schilling Beer Company in Littleton, New Hampshire, we'll be tasting their Jackobus, German-style Pilsner. I do not know what a Jackobus is. I don't either. I know what a Jackalope is. I like German-style Pilsners, though. (laughs) I know what a Jackalope is, but I don't know what a Jackobus is. And there's a used to be a band out of Dallas called Jacko Pierce. I know, uh, I know Jacko about, Pierce. Yes, I know that. But uh, beyond that, not sure. I am, however, quite familiar <clears throat> with Clown Shoes Beer out of Boston, yes. Massachusetts. We'll be tasting their Mad Perf Sesh. It is a dry hopped session IPA. That from sounds awesome. The boys at Clown Shoes, and then from Lone Pint Brewery up the highway from us, just a little bit here you know, in Magnolia, that. Texas, we'll be tasting their Lone Pint Brewery. El Cuero. Oh. It's a white stout. Have you had this before? I have had this yeah. before. I've had it at the brewery. And you know that El Cuero, of course, is Spanish for 
the Cuero. Yes. Yes. So yes. We'll, that, we'll is, be, that is a direct translation. Yeah, so we'll be bringing uh, that to you, even though Ian has had it before. And uh, from Mexico and Jalisco, the uh, tequila añejo, añejo called Pasote. Pasote. Tequila Añejo. So looking forward to that. And we should be. I like um, tequila. Yes, I do too. Uh, so we're glad to have you on the program. Oh, we also have a mystery beverage. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I do want to tell you that we'll have uh, we'll have drinking news on the show today, as we normally do, as we've been doing for quite some time. And our drinking news teaser headline today is, this story is a bunch of bull. <laughs> but it's true. But it's a bunch of bull. Uh, so we'll have that coming up for you. In addition to all these important right now lists that we have, we'll also have some cigars for you to watch for. And... Um, I don't know how much more we're going to get to past these lists because there's a lot of them. So, uh, but we'll have fun with these. And I can already tell you, just from glancing at them, we're not going to agree with all of these right now. <laughs> not so much on the right. Some of them, yeah, we Some probably will. Maybe for tomorrow. Yeah, perhaps. But we'll have to see how all of that goes. So, Ian, I'm going to go ahead and pass you over. The mystery today's beverage. mystery beverage. Some of you may have noticed that we didn't mm-hmm. have the uh, the. Um, teaser headline music that's true today and mm-hmm. i just want to point out if you've ever if you've ever been one of those people that's had that that recurring dream where you show up to work but you're not wearing any pants mm-hmm. um i regularly do show up to work not wearing any pants but but yes <laughs> well, i was I know gonna the, say i have shorts I on the, today I know but i didn't bring the ukulele i totally spaced on it and that's totally my fault you know, which means yeah we're gonna have to resort to you know the chris morris song uh, for the Drinking News theme yes. song. Well, <laughs> thankfully, we do have that, and Chris Morris was kind enough to write that and record it for us. So it's always good to hear it, actually. It'll be, I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to it. Oh, well, this uh, smells like yeah, licorice. So, so, Mystery Beverage, go ahead and get some nose on this. Oh, no, it smells like root beer. Sorry, not licorice. Oh, it does. It's, it smells like sassafras. It reminds me of, um, uh, what was it called? There was a... Uh, a, a root beer, maybe it was A and W. Maybe it was an A and W root beer, but but they had it like a fast food restaurant, and you got the root beer, and you got hamburgers, and you got hot dogs and stuff yes, all at the A and W restaurant. Yes, yes I yeah. know what you're talking about. It was like a drive-through yes, and all it that. Was. Yeah, this reminds me of what that root beer always smelled like yes, when I was a kid. It does. It smells yeah. exactly yeah. like that. Uh, have you already taken a sip of this, Ian? Ooh, you've got a very <laughs> doesn't taste exactly like very that. Huh? Unpleasant look on your face. <laughs> um, Hard pass. Wow. Um, you know, I'm not a big it's fan of root beer. Root beer's okay you know what, if I have to. You know what it and reminds me of? this tastes like root beer that, um, I don't know, uh, it's like root beer with a vegetal, like that salad's been sitting out too long kind of thing going on. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of not root beer. But those root beer flavored hard candies. Yeah, that my grandmother yes. used to I thought exactly that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, which never quite tasted like root beer. Yes, they were always like close, but something was a little icky about them. Yeah, something's yeah. a little off there. Something's a little icky about this too. I think <laughs> this is yeah. not good. Yeah, no, this it really is... isn't. And You're, I was actually uh... excited because it's been a while since I had a good root beer, and so I was excited when I smelled this. I was yeah, like, every okay, once this in a while, really a macro brew has like a funny commercial, and mm-hmm. you remember the ones that were bitter beer face. Mm-hmm. That's what this does to you. It's it's not. Yeah. yeah see. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's worse. See, the thing is, like the first, like when you put this in your mouth to take a sip, the initial flavor is like okay, root beer again, and then you swallow, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, and yeah. it's still there. Like the it's lingering. Off. It's yeah. so bad. It's not malort, but it's, it is. It's not it is. Good. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Let me unveil the uh, the beverage itself. 
<laughs> from oh. um oh man from roadhouse Does that say roadhouse from martin house roadhouse. from martin house a roadhouse. very respectable brewery in the roadhouse. dallas fort worth actory uh, area I, you know this is so, a hard root beer i i love martin house and martin too. house is a is a brewery that's not afraid to overstretch yeah which they clearly have. They here. clearly have on this because this is awful. If yeah. it tasted like it smelled, it would Agreed. be Agreed. perfect. Because I like the smell of yeah. it a lot. The smell yeah. is good. It just yeah. smells like root beer, but hard root yeah. beer. This is not good. Mm. Oh man. Um, sorry, Martin House. It... I love you guys so much. I love so much of what you do, but this what is, is not giving it that finish. Oh, I I don't know, and I'm not going back in to explore. Okay. But it yeah. ain't good. It's yeah. bitter. <laughs> it's um. Mm. It's it's got a, a light kiss of putrescence. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard you use that one on any of your reviews so far. Just, just a light kiss. A of light kiss of putrescence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure if putrescence is a word or not. It's called, it's called Funkin' Wagnalls. But I think uh, I think we all understand. We put that what you're far away at. before I accidentally yeah, grab it. Like, hey, yeah. I'm, here. Oh. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Ooh, dang. <laughs> yeah, no, not good. It's not as bad as that off can of mead that we had that time. No, well, nothing's as bad as that off. That which, was, which you brought oh, yeah. that brought can of again, mead in and again, it was good. and it was good. I know. Right? Yeah, we just we just got a bad bottle. Or that a was, bad that can. was hilarious. Mm, mm, mm. Well, all right, so much for the mystery beverage. Martin House, we love you, and and thanks for taking big swings. I'm just, yes, you know? yes, well. Even I, even Jose Altuve doesn't hit a homer every time he's at that's bat. That's right, you know? that's right. So, so it happens. You not gotta, every song is Stairway to Heaven, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> that's exactly right. Some are most definitely not. Uh, all right, it can't so. be peaches for me every single time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, I just did that, that. Yeah, you uh, that you are a mean and cruel human being. You know that? <laughs> That's really what you are. All right, I'm going to move into the country and, uh, and move <laughs> ahead with of peaches. <laughs> yeah, if you were trying, now I have it in my head. Yeah. I cannot yep. get it out of my mm -hmm. head now. Well, we'll have to exorcise it later on in the show with the Chris Morris version <laughs> of the Drinking News song. Um, Ian, I'm uh, assuming this being a show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars – that you might have had an experience with a hand-rolled cigar this week that you could uh, tell us about that might be interesting. Let me tell you a little bit about this. So um, this morning I got up, and I went and taught a makeup lesson I didn't have time for this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was okay because my student was a lot of fun. But I was uh, in a different mode because, you know, I was going to work. And right, then right. instead of going to work here, which is a different kind of thing. Anyway. A different kind of work. A different kind of work. Uh, but anyway, no, I got up and did that, and then I had time to run over to uh, Casa, but I didn't have a whole lot of time. So I actually was looking for something a little on the smaller side. Mm -hmm. And I ran across the uh, Tatuaje. Now, listen, I don't know how to say this, but Latier, 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 is that right? Uh, Roxy is what it's called. This mm -hmm. is what they call a petite... Robusto. It's um, three and a half by five inches or by 50 ring gauge, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty small, but a pretty round cigar. But it's, it's still a 50 smaller ring gauge. Than right? a, um, smaller than a, a nub. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Connecticut uh, Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler in this. This is one that Casey Johnson um, uh, blended as a tribute to his dog. It comes in a box. Uh, and there's 20 in a box, and it's separated because 10 of the cigars are the Connecticut wrapper and 10 of the cigars are the Maduro wrapper. Mm. So um, 
So uh, it's 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 pretty fun. I grabbed one of the Maduros. Uh, this set me back. Well, we'll talk about the price in a little bit. Uh, dark chocolate wrapper, somewhat lumpy and veiny, oily and leathery to the touch, single band. That doesn't all sound fantastic but it really is kind of a cool looking little cigar right mm -hmm. uh firm overall feel the pre-light sniff on this pleasant tobacco and barnyard i got on the nose not a whole lot more than that uh pre-light draw i used a punch it had a gentle draw on it the uh, chocolate coffee and leather is what i got right off the top um the initial light on this uh nicaraguan pepper blast mm. that was big spicy and sweet earth and leather pepper and coffee retrohale on that initial uh, light was big, spicy pepper and fresh cut lumber. The first third of this, Tatuaje's signature spices and earth. Like, Tatuaje's mm -hmm. just yeah, in general, they have a, have certain, a, yeah. they have a totally. certain overall blend feel to mm -hmm. them that, Agreed. that is very, it is, it's always spicy and earthy. It's so good. Um, so, Tatuaje's signature spices and earth are in full effect, backed by cedar and leather, uh, delivered by rich, dense smoke. Great for smoke rings, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, the retro hail is spicy and meaty with a smoky finish. Solid ash, good burn. Second third of the cigar, big spicy pepper, uh, meaty broth, uh, followed by notes of leather, earth, coffee, toast, and bitter chocolate. The retro hail is peppery and sweet cedar. Solid ash. Good burn. The last third of the cigar, pepper lightens up, leaving a meaty broth and toast backed by coffee and chocolate. This is the the the, the brothy meatiness of this. It's probably more than I've ever had in any single cigar. It's really, really, really good. Interesting is because it was more of a savory cigar flavor. You know, cigar mm -hmm. flavors. You don't usually say savory when you're talking about right. cigar flavors. What a do you give it that to? Eats like a meal. Yeah. So this was eight dollars. I give it a five. And a half. It's fantastic. Half. Oh, nice. And it was tiny. It smoked way longer than I thought it would. I'm I'm interested in a cigar that creates broth. This sounds like a good thing to me. I it like it. Brothy and meaty. We'll be right back. I'll tell you what I smoked this week as well. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Ian told you about a pretty interesting Tatuaje cigar that he had uh, this week. Are so yeah, good. they really are. And when I was just thinking about how short that cigar was, though, that yeah, you were three describing. and a half inches, three and a half inches. So you're into the second third, like almost immediately. Yeah, it went. So <laughs> the know? first, the, the initial light in the first third went by pretty quick, but it smoked for forty minutes. That's really not bad for that a cigar. Was, I was that's really long. surprised. Yeah. Well, my cigar to tell you about this week is the Onyx. Bold Nicaragua. Mm. I picked up this Toro a couple of months ago, and it's been waiting for me in my humidor, aging nicely and smiling up at me ever so often, saying things like, oh, hi, it's you. Don't I look delicious? <laughs> um, and it absolutely does. Silver and black packaging, silver footer around the base, beautiful, smooth, dark San Andres wrapper. Honestly, one of the more inviting-looking cigars in my whole Onyx humidor. cigars are beautiful. Yeah. So it's natural I would only have been able to hold out for so long, and I swear this to you, <laughs> and I know you'll probably not even believe me, but it wasn't until I'd lit the cigar and then popped onto the interwebs to do some research about what kind of tobacco was in it that I found out it was yet another cigar blended by the one and only A.J. Fernandez. That guy. I, I swear I didn't know. I mean, I, I know I'm suspect and all that, yeah, but look, even when I don't know it, apparently I'm still just a fanboy. <laughs> 
You know, it happens whether I'm consciously thinking about it or not. AJ used the Mexican San Andreas wrapper that I mentioned along with binder and filler from Nicaragua because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, Pre-light aromas were very earthy. Some chocolate and coffee, a hint of dried fruit. Sounds like my jam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I lit the Onyx Bold Nicaragua and was greeted by the return of an old friend, the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast. Nicaraguan Pepper Blast. Yeah, white pepper to be precise, but a definite NPP. Uh, once that settled down, the first third got very earthy uh, with mocha and a little bit of cedar. Nice even burn on this one from the very beginning. The pepper seemed to ramp up a little bit in the second third, adding a hint of cayenne to the finish. Mm. The chocolate and coffee that comprised the mocha note that I mentioned earlier for the first third became a little more coffee forward, and the strength ramped up from what had been medium at first to more like a medium full. In the last third, the bold Nicaragua stayed pretty true to its core flavors, but the complexity became more and more noticeable as it smoked. A bit of minerality and a note of dried fruit also made their presence known, and the construction of the onyx was damn near perfect. The initial ash hung on for almost two inches, and I really oh, wow. didn't have any trouble holding on to ash all, all the way down to the nub. Uh, from the name Onyx Bold Nicaragua, I had expected it to be a little more... Uh, full-bodied than it was, maybe like a New World, for example, but I'd peg it at more like a medium to full. Uh, that said, the flavors were very big and very robust. Uh, this would be a good cigar for you to try if you're trying to learn how to identify different flavor notes because they were very big and pronounced mm -hmm. in this and kind of easy to pick out, even though it had a lot of complexity to it. I don't know what to think about my uh, cigar hero, A.J. Fernandez. He's doing so many blends for so many people that I worry he'll deplete his bag of tricks or, or worse, his supply of really good tobacco. Uh, but he seems to just keep on keeping on. The Onyx Bold Nicaragua is yet another example of what this man can do. It is a 9 to $10 cigar and very much in the league with AJ's other smokes at that price mm -hmm. as well as those from other companies. So here I go, recommending yet another AJ Fernandez cigar, the Onyx Bold Nicaragua Toro. And I promise to go the next several weeks, at a minimum, without reviewing any AJ products. I, I that you back, know of. I, I've done like three out of the last four weeks have been AJ <laughs> things. Like, and, and this one really wasn't on purpose. So anyway, I'll do my best. I really did not realize it on this one until I was already smoking and typing my notes. So recommended and price to quality, a solid six. This was a wonderful cigar. Wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been smoking the Onyx cigars for <laughs> For a while, they were uh, a go-to for me for a long time. I don't too. think the older versions had anything to do with AJ. I think the I think he was brought in to do. This I think you're right, but but Nicaragua. The so. original uh, Onyx cigars were also quite good. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were. I, I I enjoyed this one a lot, and it has me on the lookout for more. Okay, we got to take a break, and we will be back when we return. It's time to get into some of these lists, and you know when we're going to get into them, Ian. Right now. You got it. Sorry, Thank I was in the middle much. of the sip uh, yeah, when you I said know. that. I know. I didn't time that Sorry well. Sorry for the awkward uh, pause. We'll, we'll be back and we'll still be awkward. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> Smoking and Toasting. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I'm really excited mm. about this uh, this German-style pilsner called Jacobus. Mostly because I don't know what that word means. I don't know if it's completely made up, if it's something like a like the jackalope here in Texas. If, if only there was a device that you could ask questions, like a supercomputer that could be 
held in your if hand. If you could hold it in your hand, that'd be great because you could always have and it with you. And then just ask it a question. Like we'd have to give that supercomputer <laughs> a name, like <laughs> Alexa or Siri or something. Right, right. If you could just ask it a question, um, and it could tell one you. One time when I was on the radio in the '90s, someone called me and asked me like who won some game or something, and I was like, "What do you think? I have some sort of magic thing to ask?" Well, yeah, I did, did have the internet behind me. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the reward. <laughs> German and Dutch from the Latin personal name Jacobus or Latinized humanistic form of its vernacular variants Jacob with a K and Jacob with a C. This surname is also found in South Africa and North America. It may also be altered, um, an altered form of the German variant Jacobus. So it's a it's a surname? Uh, yeah, uh, apparently it means he who supplants. He who supplants. Hmm. All right, well, let's see if this uh, supplants some other German uh, loggers. He who supplants. It, it so I wonder if it's named after someone uh, they know or if they just thought what a cool name. Uh, I will tell you this. I it love is, the kind of austere nature of the. Yeah, just very simple, very. It, yeah, uh, it's very mm -hmm. simple and stately kind of thing. And I will tell you this on the nose, it it gives off the aroma of about as pure a German Pilsner as you could get. I mean, it's just right down the middle. Yeah, like like this is one of those when you go, what does beer smell like? Uh, mm -hmm. Google actually just says C Jacobus. <laughs> this this smells. Like fantastic, it's just you know what else? It kind of tastes like beer too, and I mean that in the most absolutely positive way. Mm. I mean, this is a German mm. pilsner for sure. Oh, it's got the the finish is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So this is bright. Uh, mm -hmm. It's brighter than you'd think. It's uh, it's light. It's got a um, man. It's almost got a. A weedy kind of feel to mm -hmm. it, but it's not, you know. Uh, it's got a, um, and then it's got this kiss of, uh, this this kind of hot bitter kiss that just gets immediately right. taken over by a sweet long finish. Mm -hmm. That's, it, it's it's a very interesting. It's much more, you know. You think sometimes of pilsners and and lagers as being more straightforward in terms of their uh, in terms of their taste. Like the more complex things would more likely be the ales. In this case, this is a very complex pilsner, which you don't get a lot of, right? You know, right. you just don't. Uh, and and I love that uh, that, especially recently within the last few years, it's been the challenge of the microbrews instead of making the biggest and baddest brews, um, which I do love, by the way. Uh, but I love that they're going back and making some of these pilsners, and they've they've revitalized the style for me because I just, used to ignore the pilsners and yeah, lagers in but general. Just packed these with flavor. How do you make a beer this light, crispy, and refreshing that's this interesting? Mm -hmm. I mean, it 100%. doesn't even. It doesn't even look. It's it's a pretty color, but it doesn't even look all that interesting. It just looks like right, it just looks beer. like beer, and it kind of just smells like beer too. But then when you actually take I mean, this, that first sip. This looks a lot like what you find in, in uh, macro brews. It's just kind mm -hmm. of a yellow fizzy water. Boy, but it is Put this up fantastic. against a Budweiser any day oh, yeah. and show yourself what beer is supposed to taste like. Oh, man, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Put this up against a, a Coors, you know, the original Coors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you'll very quickly understand this is what beer is supposed to taste like. Yeah, it's it really like is. what someone in Europe would tell you. Oh, this is this exactly. is what you're supposed to drink. Exactly. This try this. Yeah. And it's interesting because for years, for decades, European beers were the best beers. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Americans kind of took off with the craft movement, and then suddenly American beers were the mm -hmm. best beers. And now you've got these wonderful American craft brewers 
now trying to do their best version of what the European yeah, brewers styles, were yeah. doing all along. And some of them, you know, I, I'd take this over a Pilsner or a Cal any day. This is outrageously good. Yeah, you absolutely know, if you happen good. to be, really good. If you happen to be in, uh, let's see, uh, New Hampshire, Little Littleton, to New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, you guys are lucky. This oh, is, so that's that's all, that's where you can get it, can't get it around here? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I did this, get this one online, so I'm not sure where it's available around here. But I think, like, you can get Red Hook beers here, right? So Red Hook's a, a New Hampshire brewery. Um, I think... I think Maybe. it may be possible yeah. to get New Hampshire okay. beers, but it's this worth is, looking for. Yeah. Uh, from the Schilling Beer Company, S-C-H-I-L-L-I-N-G, the Schilling Beer Company, it's Jacobus, and it is a wonderful German-style it's, Pilsner. I think one of the better ones we've had in a long time. This is outrageously good. You know what's killing me, though, is I can still smell this. Oh, yeah. Well, push that further away. <laughs> this this yeah. red beer from that, earlier. See, Take another drink. Maybe now it tastes like that. That's no. how that That's how that awful mead was. Like, I had to remove them from it's, the studio. It's, it's like distracting. Yeah. I can still, every once in a while, I get a little waft of it over here. So, uh, uh, back in late July, uh, Cigar Aficionado, probably the cigar magazine that's most well-known around the country, um, they have a tendency to release these lists with some urgency on them. And they released a list called 10 Outstanding Cigars to Smoke Right Now. Right now. The problem is we did not take their advice, and we made it all the way through August and part of September without getting to this list. And they've actually already released another one of nine cigars. <laughs> you do realize that makes it even more urgent. Oh, yeah. So this is this is like overdue and urgent. But let me go through this list of 10 cigars. And, you know, they do quite a bit of cigar tasting there but between their... Uh, weekly newsletter and their uh, magazine, which comes out, which has quite a bit of, and they supposedly they do all their cigars blind tasting, although I think a lot of times you can tell. But anyway, uh, these were some cigars that were highly rated, and they recommend them to smoke right now. Right now. From Cigar Aficionado. The Oliva Siri V Milanio Toro. Uh, it scored yes. 96 points. It's a Uh, $15 to $16 cigar, Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, and Nicaraguan tobacco. You're not going to get any argument from either one of us that that's a cigar you should try right now. Fantastic. Uh, The next one, I've had uh, one of these in the past couple of months, and I do agree it belongs on these lists. La Aroma de Cuba, Mi Amor, Mm -hmm. Bella This is the one with the little, it's kind of a short torpedo with a kind of a rounded torpedo tip. It's between $9 and $10. It scored a 95, and it comes from Ashton Cigars, who make uh, La Aroma de Cuba. The Padron Family Reserve, number 95 Maduro. The number 95 is a Robusto. And uh, this is uh, a series that's mostly box pressed, but the uh, Family Reserve number ninety five is an unpressed uh, cigar, and uh, it actually looks not unimpressed. Uh, it actually looks a little rustic for a, for one of the because usually when you get into these Padron like upper end series, they're super smooth. Yeah, right. This one's not like that. It's a little more rustic. You can see the veins of the wrapper, but a very good cigar retails for thirty dollars. Yeah, for a robusto. So, but you know, you buy a Padron at thirty dollars, you're gonna get a good cigar. I don't know of any uh, like thirty dollar Padron that isn't like fantastic. Mm -hmm. So So you can buy that cigar, or you can buy basically three of these: the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Robusto, which Mm. scored a ninety four and retails for between ten and eleven dollars. Which is also Uh really good. Yeah, it's a very very good cigar, and one of my probably one of my absolute favorite Dominican cigars. Mm. In, in the world. Uh, the Ashton Virgin Sun Grown Enchantment. This is a short 
Perfecto with a little nub foot mm. on it and a rounded head. It's a very small cigar. It's fifteen dollars, but the Virgin Sun Grown line is—it's an expensive line of you cigars. You had me at Ashton VSG. Boy, are they good! Yeah. And so yeah, so I would, I would recommend this. Uh, very you high. literally can't go wrong with any of the VSGs. A Cuban made the list. It's the Bolivar Royal Corona, the Tubo. It's a, scored 94 points. Retails for about 30 pounds if you're uh, in a part of the world where you can buy this. And uh, they say, you know, even though it might be in the shadow of bigger brands like Cohiba or Monte Cristo, Bolivar has long been a favorite of smokers who prefer their Cubans on the stronger side. Now, I'm going to bring it back here into something we can get in the States with this next one. It's the E.P. Carrillo Allegiance Confidant. It is a $13 to $14 cigar, and uh, this is the one that is a little bit unusual because it's a collaboration. Instead of being rolled at the EPC factory, it is produced at Oliva in mm. Nicaragua, and this is their, uh, you know, this their uh, collaboration. So, uh, so I, I have, I think, yet to try one of these. I think you've had one, haven't you? Mm -hmm. I got to get one. Uh, this next one we both tried. It's the La Flor Dominicana. Andalusian Bowl. Oh, yeah. At, at 93 points. It's a $18 cigar. It was Cigar of the Year back in 2016. And what they're saying is it's still really good. Listen, if you see one on the shelf, just buy it. Stick it in your humidor. Wait right, for an occasion. Right. They're exactly. so good. It, it's worth it. Now, this next <clears throat> one's very interesting. It's a $13 cigar. And it is from, uh, we've talked before on the show about Tim Osgener, the son mm -hmm. of Kano Osgener, who started CAO Cigars. They eventually sold it to one of the bigger companies. Tim has now started his own, Kano has passed. Tim has started his own private label cigar company called Osgener Family Cigars. And their Bosphorus B52 scored 93 in Cigar Aficionado, and it retails for $13. And uh, uh, they're saying he's about to take the... Uh, Cigar World by Storm nice. with this one. And uh, finally, the Romeo and Julieta Short Churchill. This, I believe, is the Cuban version. Uh, yep. Uh, and so uh, Habanos S.A. decided in uh, 2006 to release the large cigar that Winston Churchill loved in a smaller size. And that's what this <laughs> yeah. was. It's a four and seven eighths by 50 Robusto. They say it's medium bodied floral at the start, but takes on warmer notes as it smokes. And so there you go. Those are the 10 cigars that Cigar Aficionado tells you to smoke right, right now. now. Like yeah. as in yesterday or, or months ago. Or they told you actually back in July. Yes. And we are just now getting that to you. You're supposed so. to do it all at once? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is it? Was that in what show is it? Was it Reefer Madness? It was one of those shows where the guy's got 30 <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Exactly. In his mouth, he's smoking them all at once. Yeah, yeah that'd be that's kind of what kind of what this would be like. That would be that would be quite a rush though, having that many, smoking that many cigars. Reefer Madness, time. cinematic brilliance. Mm -hmm. mm. He didn't even know at the time how brilliant it was. That's right. <laughs> that's 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 what I can absolutely assure you. So anyway, those are those are uh, interesting, and we have more cigar lists. We have some um, uh, spirits list and beer lists as well. In fact, Ian, I actually have. A list, which I think we'll maybe try to share with you in the next uh, segment, of the um, uh, the best rums, the best aged rums to drink right now, uh, to sip right now. So yeah, there's there's so much of the stuff that I have that I just thought this will be our clickbait show. We'll do everything we can to try to get uh, you know to get through, to get uh, through as many of the, this. Going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, all right. the lists that we haven't gotten yeah. to. The best Añejo tequilas to drink right now. The 22 best bourbons to drink right now. And from Uproxx, the list that I was mentioning, the best underrated rums to drink underrated right now. Rums. Yeah, so very, very exciting to get to all of these because we got a lot uh, – 
We got a, got a lot of lists, and you know how it you is. You have a list show. of all the lists that we need to list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> seems like I've heard that somewhere. You're, you're speaking uh, with a list before. <laughs> Plus, we still have more to taste on the program. Clown Shoes Beers, Mad Perf Sesh, the Dry Hop Session IPA, uh, will be coming up in a few moments, and Lone Pint Brewery's El Cuero, the White Stout, uh, from uh, Magnolia, Texas, is uh, also going to be, and then a Pasote. Tequila Añejo. I just want to go back to it's this so good. wonderful Jacko Bus. I've learned a new word here. Uh, this is really a wonderful beer. I, you know, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes when we go to, for the Pilsners and the Lagers on the show, I enjoy them, but I don't find them all that much different from the other similar ones that we've tried. You know, this one's outrageous. I would they're, just buy a case usually, of this if yeah, I knew They're usually a cut above the. Uh, you know the the macro brews, obviously. Oh yeah. But in this case, I think this is really outstanding, and I I hope people will find a way to to find these. So it's pretty good. I don't taste any race in it. <laughs> You're right about that. We have a, a minute left in the segment, so let me tell you about a few cigars to watch for that uh, are coming out. Knuckle Sandwich is the cigar brand created by cigar maker Eric Espinoza and television personality Guy Fieri. They now have two new portly sizes. They started shipping from Miami this week, and they are on their way to cigar shops now. The new size is six inches long with a 60-ring gauge. Love it already. It is called Knuckle Sandwich Gordo C. It's available both in Maduro and Habano, and each blend is entirely Nicaraguan tobacco on the uh, inside. I've always been a big ring gauge guy, Fieri says, which sounds like a personal comment of some sort. <laughs> Uh, really reminds me of my first days of getting into cigars and getting to sit around and take an hour plus and relax. Now, I, I, I agree that big ring gauge cigars are great when you have the time to just yeah. sit and really enjoy them. Uh, these cigars, like the other sizes in the Knuckle Sandwich collection, are rolled by, oh my God, A.J. Fernandez <laughs> at San Latino Cigars S.A. in Nicaragua. We need to have an A.J. count for every uh, episode. Yeah, I think. yeah. The bottom of each box, by the way, reads... Made in Flavortown, which is a nod to Guy Fieri's catchphrase. They're packed 20 to a box, and they retail for about 14 bucks each. So they're not cheap, but they're not like they're outrageously not outrageous, priced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, be on the lookout for the Black Bomb Firecracker. United Cigars is excited to announce that the long-awaited Black Bomb Firecracker will be shipping to retailers this month. An ongoing production, 3.5 by 50 cigar, packaged in boxes of 25. We are thrilled to bring the Black Bomb Firecracker to our valued retailers and customers, they said. It represents our dedication to providing the finest quality, yada, yada. Uh, Black Bomb Firecracker, they say, is a standout in their portfolio. It will uh, be made uh, with a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, a Sumatra binder, and Dominican and Nicaraguan tobacco. And it'll it's only, uh, MSRP is only six bucks. So so that's the same size as the one that I smoked uh, earlier today. Uh, so what, what did I say? Three and a half Three by and 50. Three and a half by 50, yeah. yeah. The Black Bomb Firecracker. Black bomb. So I'm looking forward to uh, trying that. And they will be $150 per box of 25 Oh, so nice. look forward to that. All right. Other things to uh, watch out for we will tell you uh, about in the next segment. Plus, the 31 best beers to drink right now. We're getting to that, I promise. It's Northern Justin. Uh, welcome back. It's Smoking and Justin, one of my favorite sounds in the world. 
Ian creating our sound effects live, of course, as we like to do here on the program. Uh, so welcome back to our show. It's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And by the way, I'm aware that there are some of you who hear the show as a radio broadcast uh, that your station may only uh, have time to take the first hour of the show. So for those of you who will be leaving us at the end of this uh, segment, uh, we want to say thank you, first of all, for listening. And secondly, you can hear the rest of the show uh, by checking us out on our YouTube channel for Smoking mm-hmm. and Toasting or yeah. at any of the other social media sites where we or, uh, post you the can, show. Yeah, you can listen to it as podcast mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. of those right? things. Right, absolutely. And, so we, and today, by the way, I just have to tell you, this is today's drinking news story is going to be one of those stories where you have to see the picture. I mean, it's a good story, but the picture is worth 80,000 words I'm, I'm, in this I'm case. really sad that I forgot my ukulele yeah, today, because yeah, I, well, I like to back up the drinking news. Yeah, yeah, totally I, and, and, I, and I do appreciate it, but uh, but we'll get to that, and I'll make sure we show you guys the photo here in the studio. But for those of you listening on broadcast or audio-only podcast, this might be one of those occasions where it would be worth your time to go and check out at least the drinking news segment uh, on video. Uh, speaking of things to check out, we're uh, up to our second beer of the show. It's from Clown Shoes Beer. It's their Mad Perf Sesh, which I assume stands for <laughs> Mad Perfect Session. It's a session IPA. And, you know, I'll just say this. Clown Shoes makes a lot of IPAs. That's one of the ways they kind of put themselves on the map. Yeah. But they are not known for session IPAs. I went to the, uh, I went to the uh, Galveston... Uh, Island uh, Brewmaster Festival mm-hmm. one year. I think it was called the Brewmaster Festival. And I uh, walked in and they had this big, big uh, auditorium, or what, not auditorium, but a big convention uh, event, room. Yeah, event hall, room. right? Yeah. And um, in the middle of it was this <laughs> gigantic booth that was Budweiser. Oh, yeah, right. Because they, they show had, up like, at those things trying not to yes, embarrass and themselves. They had, they had hot Budweiser chicks. Uh, standing out, did. standing outside the door, like you, this was like inside the convention center. You walk into their area, you it's know, like, through yeah, the door. Kind of like our beer's not that good, but you can look at us um, while you drink it. That's it's right, like, right. Boy. And they were the most bored-looking girls <laughs> at the entire event. Now, yeah. the reason I picked, uh, the reason I say it is because that's what you see when you first walk in and you turn to the right. Now, immediately on the right was a very young at the time Eureka Heights, yes. right there on the corner, mm-hmm. and Eureka Heights. Uh, was uh was there and uh, you, we stopped and said hi and then we wandered down and there was a booth that no one was at mm-hmm. like there was nobody there they were called clown shoes and i was like what is clown shoes my wife loved it just because she loved the name yeah so we walked up and they I'm had frightened a- of clowns but i love the name clown <laughs> shoes because uh, it just makes you think of funny big floppy shoes right and um and and they had just a couple of beers they had a muffin top and they had a couple of other ones i remember the muffin right top. Yeah, yeah it was good um they had muffin top and just a couple of other ones and so i walked up and we started chatting there was nobody nobody line other places had lines there was nobody at the clown shoes place right. I walk up and I started chatting with the guys and I made my way a couple rounds. And every place you went, like they punched your card, you get mm-hmm, so many punches mm-hmm. and you're done. And so I ended up walking back and there was a couple people in line. Okay, within an hour, mm-hmm. you couldn't get near the place. That's like, how word had spread about how good the beer was. Word spread so fast, and then they were out of beer. I think before anyone else <laughs> at the entire show, <laughs> like they were just that's a great story. There was a line you couldn't get even close to it. It was absolutely crazy, and those guys have done so well since. And this beer is exactly what it should be. I think this beer is delicious. It is, 
a session IPA, but because it's from Clown Shoes, it has a little more flavor than some of the other session IPAs. Yeah. That I, and I say because it's from Clown Shoes because they're known for big But here's beers. the other thing. So this has a, a grapefruit thing kind of going on, mm -hmm. which you kind mm -hmm. of expect from a session IPA kind of style thing. But it's got a little bit of a twist. There's almost a mango-y kind of thing yes. going on in there. And I don't know what else they're doing on the can. It says, it's that time of year again. Birds are chirping. The skateboards are burning. Um are burning and the lads have never been fancier. Um, <laughs> Big Zoe and Tom Tweak are back at the fancy lad park, enjoying themselves uh, a most optimal skateboard sesh or mad perf sesh. Oh, okay. The session so <clears throat> IPA is uh, brewed with the finest hops and barley suitable for any sesh. Uh, so this is not only about a session IPA, it's also about like a skateboarding session then. That's right. That's what they're getting to. Skater die, man. <clears throat> yeah, I hear Skater die, man. Well, well, this is this is wonderful. In fact, this may be one of my favorite Clown Juice IPAs this, ever. It's really good. I, I love their big ones, but they're, they have a tendency to be things you just, it's like you open that one beer to taste it. It's not like you drink it and you go, oh, I'll have another one of those necessarily at the same time. But this... I could see like staying with this beer all this night. This has an abrupt aftertaste. Like it finishes so crisp and then just leaves this little bit of fruitiness lingering. Yes, like, yes, like, like a little bit of that mango uh, uh, flavor is just almost, lingering. Almost it. like a little bit of a, like a smarty kind of aftertaste. Oh, yeah, I love that. You know? I love that. Well, this is quite good and I recommend it highly. Clown Shoes Mad Perf Sesh. And assuming it's a session IPA, it might even be a little lower in calories too, it's, which would be amazing for. Doesn't a, say uh, clown calories; shoes. It does say five point two percent alcohol uh, by volume. Yeah, now. so that's that's a session IPA for clown shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we will return. Uh, we have more beer to taste, including Lone Pines El Cuero, a white stout, and uh, we also will be tasting a little añejo tequila as well before the program's over. For those of you leaving us after this break, thank you. Check us out on video at uh, YouTube, and we will be back at Smoking and Toasting. Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we're so glad to have you guys on the program today, uh, listening to us and watching us from all over the world. We do very, very much appreciate it. Okay, last week, I believe it was on the show, Ian, I brought you an article from a, 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 a site I'm, I'm not too comfortable with, to be honest. Because the name of the site is Delish. Delish. And that's what Rachel Ray says on uh, that's her Delish. that's her catchphrase. And I can't stand Rachel Ray. So <laughs> what is it uh, about Rachel Ray? What did uh, she do to you? Uh, I don't just know. Afraid just afraid she might be involved in that somehow. Yeah, I'm afraid <laughs> she might be. Yeah, I just I, I I hate everything about her presentation, and I don't think she's actually a very good cook. I think that's all. I think it's all like manufactured TV personality because she says these little things and uh oh well I'd say well well so who knows maybe I'm just I, I, what if you meet her and she's the nicest person ever then I'll retract my statement and, and and go on the record I've been that about a few I've met a few people that I thought would be complete jerks and they were super nice and I was like <laughs> well, just because you don't like her presentation and what she's doing on the air doesn't mean as a person you might not you yeah know but, I mean? but you still, I, you're not gonna like love what she does on the air you don't have to like what everybody but I does think she's probably a bitch but, yeah. you know, but, but that's just <laughs> it's a little tough to get along with someone you're like I can't stand the sound of her voice. Yeah, right yeah the sound of her voice makes me want to like claw my ears off uh but anyway delish.com is apparently a uh a, a website that's starting to you know starting to weigh in on some things and they have 
given us a list of the 31 best beers to drink right now. And I thought we would get into this while you're pouring us some tequila. 31 best 31, yeah. beers to and drink And what's interesting right is they've done them by style. Oh. So, and I'm going to take issue with the very first one. We just had a Pilsner that knocked our socks off the Jacko bus that we had earlier on the program, right? Oh, I knew it was coming. I was just waiting. I was just waiting. Uh, we had that Pilsner. The scrunching sound was me the, pulling the cork out, by the, the way. That Pilsner that just knocked our socks off, but they chose at their best, as their best Pilsner, they chose Pilsner or Cal. Uh, come I'm, on. I'm going to disagree strongly. I can think of a dozen or more Pilsners that are better than Pilsner Urkel. Now, it does have a long history, and I will admit. And listen, Pilsner Urkel, Urkel, if there's nothing better, your only yeah, other choices are. I will are admit, I'll drink it. Random other macro brews. I mean, mm -hmm. it's drinkable. Yeah. I agree. But it has a it has a, a, a finish that I don't like. It's it's called skunky. Yeah, skunky is what I'm getting at. It's skunky. I, you ever notice that it, it, the people that like that, like, uh, uh, what's the green bottle? Heineken? Mm-hmm. So, if I'd you're rather, that person, I'd rather, I'd rather there's a, a reason. Pilsner or than a Heineken. I would. Yeah, so. Uh, their best American wheat ale, I'll go with them on this one. They chose Bell's Oberon American Wheat Ale. Bell's Oberon is a best of the style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's also, I'm not a big wheat now, beer fan, I, I but agree. it's, it's definitely one that I think is fantastic. I'm kind of the same. For best Mexican beer, they completely missed this one by a mile. They went with Modelo was it, Especial. It wasn't Corona Light? No, it, it, it's better than that, but it's Modelo Especial. Now, I, I will admit, that's a drinkable beer. Mm. I've had them before, and I haven't, you know... I haven't wanted to send it back. Negro Modelo, if they have it. Negro Modelo is much better. And I'll tell you what's better than all of that is Scout from oh. our local favorite uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. brewery. Or here this, from, what about uh, this Orale that we're drinking from Shiner right oh, now? That's a very good beer. Beer brewed yeah. with agave, Mexican style mm -hmm. cerveza. It's mm -hmm. fantastic. But Modelo Especial has, with the decrease in sales to uh, Bud Light, has become the best selling beer in America. Yeah. So. Yeah, that at least. Now this one, I, I can't even. That's that's what even, you get, Bud Light, for making the most Bud Light like Bud Light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and this again, you asked me what I hate about Rachel Ray is that she's probably involved in this list. And I think she's cute. And here's what I hate: their best classic totally American beer, <laughs> Miller High Life American Lager. Sorry, that is not the best classic American beer. If you must go with something that has an, age behind it. They have it? to call it an American lager to justify that it's I suppose not so. a very good lager. But I'll but I'll still put take a Yangling over that anytime. Oh, one hundred percent. Yangling lager lager kicks its butt. Now I I don't know if I would have chosen the same IPA they chose as best, but it's hard to argue with their choice. For number five, they chose as the best IPA, Cigar City Brewing's Highlight IPA. Mm. I love that beer. That's a good beer. Yeah, I love it. Uh, for best brown ale, they chose kind of what was the obvious choice, Newcastle Brown Ale. It's like they chose they the, most, the most popular one there. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the more Newcastle I listen to this is list, not bad. the more I think they're phoning it in. Newcastle's not bad. Newcastle has problems, though, because... Also clear bottle, also a little skunky, a little bitter on the back end. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad beer, especially when you get it fresh. Yeah. But it's real easy to contaminate it, like UV contaminate it. Mm -hmm. My uh, German pronunciation is not the best, but I will try not to butcher this. Traditional German beer, they chose uh, Wehenstaffner Hefe Weiss beer. Wehenstaffner? Wehenstaffner. 
Maybe the you, maybe you'll recognize the bottle. We'll show you the bottle. That looks Hossenfeffer? familiar. I'm sure there's a way <laughs> to pronounce it. Weinenstopper. Weinenstopper, maybe. Yeah, I believe. Much better. Uh, anyway, I'm not familiar with that, but it wouldn't be my. I'm not necessarily sure it would. It would be something that Becca, I would find what was the be, category? It was the best German, traditional German beer. Well, at least they didn't pick Beck's. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. Leffe Blonde uh, was the best Belgian beer. They're they're phoning mm. it in. Yeah. Best classic pale ale. Again, phoning it in, but I don't necessarily disagree. Sierra Nevada and, pale ale. Uh, how do you, uh, if you're going to do a Belgian style, then how do you pass up Duvel? Best Belgian style beer. <laughs> Victory Golden Monkey. Uh, now, now listen. I know you like. I can't stand Golden Monkey, but that's just that's just a personal thing. It's not, I understand uh, that a lot of people really like it and would choose it as a representative of. It's, the it's not the best. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're gonna, hey man, what about Merritt Zoo? I, I told. I you, mean, come on. Yeah, but I told you about my buddy Dave and I. We when he would throw parties, he would get these Victory mix packs, and he would always wind up with a refrigerator full of Golden Monkey, and he'd be out trying to pawn it off on people. Here, I would be. I would be. Monkey. I would be a very happy and drunk person <laughs> at your party. Uh, for best American IPA, they chose, and I can't argue with this. Bell's Two Hearted IPA. That's one of the best IPAs mm-hmm. out there. I mean, best Irish beer Guinness Draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's an easy one. I still feel like they're phoning stuff in, but that's an easy one. Like, it's hard to argue with that at all. I'm going to skip a few of these. Original American beer. Now, this is interesting. They told they chose Anchor Steam, which you can't get anymore. Yeah, they chose a beer that just, just went tanked. Yeah. Uh, and the, it's a great beer. The best summer beer, they chose Lagunitas Little Something Something Male, which good, is good interesting. Uh, best New England IPA, they did IPA Lawson's Finest Liquid Sip of Sunshine IPA, which I have not had. I never heard of that. Yeah. Best hoppy yet manageable beer. <laughs> hoppy yet manageable is its own category now. Half Acre Daisy Cutter Pale Ale. And best Belgian strong ale, they chose Chimay Grand Reserve. So. I don't know. I'm uh, not even going to go through this whole list. Drag. Too, does, too many Chimay, of these. Chimay's always good. I there, mean, too many of these though do not have right now. About it, sound, it. it sounds to me like someone had a list of beers from mm-hmm. different places and kind of just picked one that sounded cool. Now I, I will tell you this: their best original American IPA, they chose IPA Bear Republic Racer Five. I'm an IPA guy. That's a. I don't know that I would have put that anywhere near that's a, the best. I'm not saying I don't like it, I don't, but I don't at least it's not like that. Sounds like someone put some thought into it. At least, sure, sure, I'll give you that. I don't know. Best double IPA, Pliny the Elder. Uh, best cult favorite IPA. See, I don't even know where they got these categories. Cult favorite, Toppling Goliath, King Sue. Uh, best rare cans IPA, The Alchemist, Teddy Topper. Uh, and best stout, they chose Goose, Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Your that's thoughts, too easy, sir. Yeah, you're right. It is very it's good. To- totally, it's it's a good beer, but that's some of their answers are just a little too uh, a little too easy. Yeah. Would you like to little know, know a little about Delish and and if Rachel Ray actually I would is love, involved? Or not? I would love to know. Okay, this is what it says from one of the websites, and and I did a little research real quick, and it checks out. Rachel Ray may have popularized the term delish, but it appears another magazine publisher bought the domain 
and plans to use it, which was Hearst Publishing. By the way, and when you go to it, there is no mention of Rachel Ray at well, all. Well, that's good to know, but it's still the stupidest word ever. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is. It's they the stupidest stole it word from ever. Her, though, so they right. Stole you the still stole it from Rachel Ray. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Oh well. Do you know how much time you can save in your afternoon just by dropping a syllable off of every word? Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it. it I really mean, works. Come on. And, and now, if you could, if you dropped a syllable off of every word that was like three syllables or more, you could save yourself like three point five seconds per day. Mm -hmm. See, mm -hmm. I'm with you. And and imagine how that adds up over time to like That's one right. minute. That's go. right. <laughs> within, within a year, you save five minutes of your life. Let's move on to something interesting. <laughs> Let's move on to tequila. Have you tasted this yet? <laughs> I've been drinking it. First of all, it's got tasted a really it. I'm almost done with mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's got a really great tequila nose and um uh if you like tequila and vanilla and butter um this reminds me a lot of Skelly. Yeah, and a little bit of like powdered sugary kind of sweetness mm -hmm. on the end in the best possible way. This is actually wonderful. Tequila. It's really, really good. I noticed, by the way, I didn't mention it earlier, but I noticed that you had uh, cleared the top of the bottle of mm -hmm. any plastic mm -hmm. and and um, and uh, looks you like know, you went above and objects. beyond. And then you cleared the, the neck and made sure that we didn't have to worry about spillage. I even cleared pretty much the first third of the bottle. <laughs> That's what I did. I think this is wonderful. It's got such a big chocolatiness to it, and it's got vanilla and caramel, and it's just like all of the things that I personally like best in my favorite tequilas are kind of uh, included here. It, would you say it's delish? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I absolutely wouldn't. I just, I just wouldn't. I'm not, not ever gonna use that word. It's kind of, like, it's kind of like when, when, uh, was it? When, is it like a tequila palooza in your mouth? Kind of, kind I'm of. Just, like I'm that, just putting in all those things that I know you absolutely. Yeah. Hate now. So listen, when Wendy's came out with their beverage size names, and they decided to call the largest beverage the Biggie. I, I used to go to Wendy's quite often. I don't miss much anymore, but I used to go to Wendy's quite often, and I would absolutely refuse to say the word Biggie when I was ordering because I thought it was a stupid word. Nobody says Biggie. I want I want a Biggie Diet Coke. No, nobody biggie, says that. Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. Yeah, well, that's different. That's different. That's 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 what Biggie is, right? Uh, is is Biggie Smalls? So so I would go and I would say. Uh, yeah, I'd like a, a, lar a, a large uh, Diet Coke. The largest size you have is what the I would say. The largest size. And they would say, the biggie? <laughs> if that works for you, I would say, that works for me. How do you feel at uh, Starbucks? Oh, I don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't do any of that language. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a great little portable fan my wife uh, uh, found. Uh, that we bought and it's uh, it's rechargeable. You can take it anywhere, and it's called the Venti fan. And I almost won't say its name because it sounds like one of the Starbucks sizes. But I love I love that fan. So uh, hey, I also, can I have a medium burnt bean water, please? I also love this tequila. This tequila, this tequila, is, tequila fantastic. is fantastic. We've had so many uh, really good tequilas. It seems recently on the show, but this may be my favorite one that we've had in a There's while. There's a crazy. Um, it's almost. And it's at the very tail end of the aftertaste. It's almost a mintiness to it. I, I really want to get our tequila expert Liliana 
back on and see what she Liliana, thinks. Liliana, if you're listening, uh, the NOM is 1584. That's 1584. It's Pasote, tequila añejo. It's really good, and I'm going to be buying another bottle from the looks of the remaining mm-hmm. tequila. How much in this does this one, bottle cost you? Uh, it was under $50. Nice. It's, yeah. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We'll be back. We got more show. We got drinking news on the way, and we also have some white stout from our friends at Lone Pine Bird. Man, look how cool that yeah, bird is. Oh, it's super cool. Super cool. Pasote. We'll be right back. It's smoking the toaster. Smoking and Toasting, our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I just have to tell you, speaking of fine this spirits, tequila. this tequila is a fine, I love fine this tequila. spirit. It really is. Now, now you weren't as much a tequila guy before we started doing the show. Is that correct? Yes. Well, uh, my ideas of tequila before we did this show were something along the lines of, uh, well, let's just say um, the ones where you... You know, harm a lime and harm a lime and some salt is used. Yeah, yeah. I would, I wouldn't want to mess this up with a a grain of salt. And I, I'm a guy who likes salt on everything, but I would, <laughs> I wouldn't mess this up with a single I like grain salt, of salt. I like salt on my food. I don't ever like salt in my drinks. Mm-hmm. Like even when I get a uh, margarita, things mm-hmm. like that. I don't, I don't get the salt. Agreed. I tell you what else I like. I really like rum, and I have a list from Uprocks, which is. A much more credible website than Delish. Delish. Yeah. Uh, Uprocks has uh, been releasing some very interesting lifestyle things. I think it's because you don't food, say music. Delish with as much ardor as you should. Delish. Oh, see, that makes me hate it even more. <laughs> uh, but Uprocks, I like. Up uh, Rocks is U P R O X X, in case you're looking for it. They have some very interesting uh, articles about spirits and other things. And they have chosen <clears throat> 30, oh, no, not, not a number, but. The underrated rums you should be drinking right now. Right now. According to spirit experts. And so uh, the first one they give us is Kopali Cacao. And uh, Kopali Cacao is a flavored rum, one of the surprise items of the year. Natural tasting because it is. It apparently is a rum with chocolate or cacao uh, flavorings to it. Oh. And I don't. I don't know how. I don't I'm know a little how I feel on the about that. About that. Yeah, I'm, but apparently. Uh, it's uh, selling like crazy at uh, Handlebars NYC in New York City and has become a thing. So I'm going to point out that Screwball is selling like crazy. Good point. And so is Fireball. And I don't know if you remember us having Screwball on the show. Yes, yes, I do. But we were having a hard time finding the good in it. And Dave Grohl of uh, Foo Fighters loves it. That's he his went on stage whiskey. and said it's his favorite, and now you can't go anywhere and not see it. I know. It's everywhere. The power of Dave the Grohl. The power of Dave Grohl. I'll admit to it. Uh, I do really like this next uh, rum on the list. It's the Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva. Yes. It's the one with the old guy with the white yes. beard on the front. That's a very, very good rum. Sells for about $40. Kohana White Rum. Mm. Uh, is uh, a pick for underrated rum. Remember, these are supposed to be underrated mm-hmm. rums to drink right now. Right so, now. Yeah. So Kohana is there. Four Square Sovereignty. Now, I will tell you, uh, I've got uh, about a half a bottle of this at home. This is a very good rum for whiskey lovers. It, it does not have the traditional rum. I feel like you brought uh, that on the show. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And, and we liked it. It's very high-proofed, and it's very... 
if you're a whiskey lover, this is a rum you would love. If you really love the more traditional rum with the, um, you know, the the sweeter and and more. I want to start to say mahogany flavors, mahogany. Uh, but, but you know what I'm getting at. Uh, the more maple and and uh, vanilla type flavors, it's a little ways from that, and it's a hundred dollar bottle. You know, uh, it's funny because I wasn't really a rum guy at all. Now, like the rums that I really like are funky. Yeah, uh, this one is a uh, staple at my house. Glad to see it on the list. Stiggins Fancy Pineapple mm. from uh, our friends at Plantation. One hundred percent. Saint Lucia Chairman's Reserve makes the uh, list. It's about mm. a forty-three dollar rum. They say it is amazing for the money. I have never seen this one before. Selva Ray White Rum uh, is uh, uh, one that they say fantastic with notes of vanilla, pineapple, coconut, and light citrus flavors. <laughs> Smith and Cross traditional Jamaican rum. So you know that one's going to be a little funky. Mm-hmm. Appleton Estate Eight Reserve, and I will just say this: I like Appleton rums, but you got to go. Bigger than eight, yeah, uh, to really appreciate them. I think that's a thirty-three dollar bottle, though. Montoya Rum Exclusiva, uh, about a fifty-six, fifty-seven dollar bottle, rounds out the list. These are the rums that are um, uh, flying a little bit under the radar, uh, according to these people, and they are definitely underrated and worth your consideration. So definitely, so I'm so glad they put uh, Stiggins Fancy Pineapple in there. That's you just put that Isle of Fiji a really good there. rum. We'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. Drinking News is next. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, in uh, in recognition of and celebration of International No Ukulele Day, Ian has uh, Ian has not brought his ukulele with us. But don't worry, because we have a perfect backup for whenever that happens. Just when you think fact, you've been saved from yeah. the... Uh, the uh, drinking news song. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. Thanks to our good friend and uh, and sometimes employed Chris Morris, uh, we have a uh, drinking news song all ready to go for you. Chris wrote this and recorded it himself, and we are ever ever grateful, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for drinking news. There's a podcast all about cigars and booze. I got a bed for you. <laughs> he 
gave us seven to one. You know we couldn't lose. So me and a Florida man fought a kangaroo. We went a couple of rounds. It beat us black and blue. here you are so uh thank you uh chris love hearing that every once in a while that's great fun uh well drinking news is our segment of the program where we bring you a story that has been reported in the news that we uh you know we do swear just like in the song we swear it's true uh but it's not a parody it's not made up news like you know just for fun like something like the onion these are things that were actually reported so uh, we've talked here before on drinking news about how some people will do almost anything to drive in the HOV lane on the highway. Uh, if you don't have a passenger, you can try it, but you will very likely be photographed at the toll station and eventually hit with a nice fine in the mail. Some people. I don't understand how they could tell that that, that inflatable doll was not an actual person. Yeah, well, maybe there's a few. <laughs> few features of the doll that aren't exactly <laughs> lifelike, perhaps. Uh, some people have used mannequins in the passenger seat to yeah. uh, try and fool the cameras. One guy even used a green inflatable Grinch. We reported on that story, but yeah. uh, he was caught and wound up having to pay his fine as well. And we're not completely sure that the man in this story was actually thinking about the HOV lane. In fact, we're not sure what the heck this guy was thinking. Maybe you can help us sort it all out. Apparently... A Nebraska man. Yep, we take a break from Florida this week we're, to we're moving out of Florida. Travel to the Cornhusker State, where a Nebraska man named Lee Meyer was pulled over by police while driving his white 1996 Ford Crown Victoria with a set of steer horns on the front. The um, I just want to stop and say that's one of the coolest sounding cars ever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the horns were quite large, but they were not nearly as big. As the ones that belonged to who was riding in his passenger seat. The passenger seat in question was occupied by a nine-year-old, more than 2,000-pound bull named Howdy Doody. Moo. What? In the passenger seat. How do you get a bull in the passenger seat? All right, so here's Ask the point. Him nicely. Here's the <laughs> Here's the point where <laughs> that's good, Terry. That's, that's hard. So here's the point where. Uh, I hope you guys are watching on video because Adam will be posting this, but I'm just going to turn this photo around so that my co-host here can see it. <laughs> this is uh, oh, this is no. Howdy Doody, the bull. And I'll just show it to the camera there, but I'm sure Adam will super this up. Howdy Doody, the bull, riding shotgun in the passenger seat hey, of dude's car. I just, just want to point out, at least he modified the car to make it. Let me tell you. The Crown Victoria, right there. The that, Crown, that, it's, it's the Crown the Vic. Crown Vic. That that can just handle that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what the payload on a Crown Victoria actually is. <laughs> the max gross weight, but you know, <laughs> officers in Norfolk, Nebraska, about 120 miles northwest. The of question Omaha. is, what did they pull him over for? Yeah, is that well, illegal? They were dispatched. Is is, is, is Bunny the Bull not? 
what, what was the bull's name? His name was Howdy Doody. Howdy Doody. <laughs> Howdy I like Doody. Bunny the Bull. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so Howdy Doody probably wasn't uh, strapped in. It wasn't. Well, so I didn't have a seatbelt on. Well, police were dispatched for a call regarding a, quote, vehicle with a cow inside, end quote, uh, rolling, rolling through town. The cops said they assumed the bovine passenger would be a small calf, but when they came upon the uh, corner of West Norfolk Maybe he's Avenue just big bone. and North 13th Street, <laughs> I'm just big they they saw it was a full sized bull riding shotgun in Lee Meyer's car. Yeah, and again, wow. if you're listening on the radio or to the audio podcast version of the show, this is one of the times where you want to make sure and go check <laughs> yeah. out your YouTube channel yeah. so you can see this photo. Yep, yeah. there he is, Howdy Doody. In all his glory. Wow. The Nebraska man said that he'd had the car's uh, roof on the passenger side removed so yeah. the enormous animal could fit. It's a solid car. Myers so this, this is a solid car. Didn't do anything to the suspension. It's a solid car. So I went out and purchased up and beefed up the frame that's under it and the suspension and the tires and the floor and cut the top off and we were all good to go. I don't know why I gave the Nebraska man a Texas accent. It just seemed appropriate somehow. Uh, the car is a retired police cruiser from the Nebraska, oh, Nebraska village of, of Arnold. Is. Of course it is. Uh, the idea of turning I, it I like the idea that the police officer to pull the motor is like, wait a second, is that my old car? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of turning the car into Howdy Doody's wheels had been in Meyer's mind for years, uh, but it took a doubting granddaughter to push him into action. I'd thought about it. I'd talked about it. And one of my granddaughters said it's a bad idea and I shouldn't do it. <laughs> so I had to show her that Grandpa could do wow. it, Meyer said. It might have been a bad idea, but I did it anyway. <laughs> According to townspeople, Howdy Doody is a regular attraction at parades and fairs throughout the Cornhusker State. Something about that just makes me laugh. And police just asked the driver to be careful and keep moving. That's all. Yeah, I mean, the question wrong. is, is it illegal? It's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, like, the is there anything illegal? Like, you could put them in the uh, trailer. Yeah, I was going to say. The, the officers made the rather wise decision not to bring Howdy Doody in for questioning. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, Doody, Howdy Doody, for the record, is half Longhorn, half Watusi. <laughs> now, I don't know if you realize what adjustments one would have to make to afford Crown Victoria in order to accommodate a bull weighing at the very least 2,300 pounds. But this would not be a project that one would take on lightly. And still, even with all those adjustments, questions remain. Exactly how do you get an animal that size and weight into a Crown Victoria? Who actually drives a Crown Victoria? What happens if they decide to try and get out while you're driving by <laughs> waving howdy to some cute farm girl on the side of the road? And what if Howdy Doody decides it's duty time all over the back seat <laughs> of the knew car? I had to come in. <laughs> These are questions that demand answers, and the public has a right to know. Maybe there's an alteration for that. We will stay on this story until we get the straight poop. <laughs> or the rather round disc-shaped poop, in this case. Anyway, that's not important right now. Uh, reporting live from Norfolk, Nebraska, where I make it my practice 
not to even ride in a car with a human named Howdy Doody, much less a 2,000-pound bull that beat out the bearded lady for top attraction at the state fair. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your drinking news. <laughs> Cheers, drinking y'all. News. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you, you know, this is one of those drinking news stories where the picture really is worth a thousand words. It, that's pretty that, amazing. Wow. Like that, I mean, It was hard to seriously. picture until I saw it, and now we'll never be able to unsee <laughs> You'll never it. be able to unsee I will it. spend that's the right. rest of the day trying to poke out my mind's eye. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful thing. I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I'm going to poke out my mind's eye with this tequila. That's a good thing to that's a good thing to use to do it. Uh speaking of uh speaking of uh, kind of numbing the mind, I think I should reach down here and bring in our last beer. I like beer. Yeah. All I'm I could think of was the uh the part in Blues Brothers when he bought the cop car. It's got yeah. cop shocks, cop tires, cop suspension. Exactly. Cop it's, engine. It's been far too long since I've watched Blues Brothers. I gotta go, I gotta go back and watch that again. That is just a good thing. Our friends, and I do mean friends, at Lone Pint Brewery in Magnolia, Texas. Ian and his band play there from time to time. Uh they are uh they are just absolute connoisseurs of beer. This is, I think, one of the more important breweries in the country right now. I just think they do. First of all, their Lone Pine IPA has has just, in my opinion, redefined the standards for it's a amazing. mainstream IPA. Yes. And and then they've had all these amazing other beers that they've come up with. The as gentleman's well. relish. I love that they're making an English style brown ale. Right. And, and uh so there's a couple breweries around here that just make such good beers. Um and I love that some of them are doing styles that just aren't that Normal, you know, Eureka Heights has a uh, has a uh, ESB, which you don't really mm-hmm. get a lot. Of. Why am mm-hmm. I only pouring you that much? What is I wrong don't know. You? What is wrong with you? I um, like that you didn't even reach for it. You're like, <laughs> no, I was waiting. I don't understand that <laughs> I beer. Was waiting, it's gotta yeah. be topped off. But this, <laughs> interestingly enough, these guys don't have a regular production stout, so they come no. out with one, and it's a white stout. It, this and by white stout, look at the color of this. This yeah. is this is it's really almost an amber stout, but but I understand what they're getting <laughs> at, right? Because you expect a stout to be dark and chocolatey and coffee-ish. And so we'll see what we wind up with Lone Pint Brewery's El Cuero, which is There's some kind Spanish of creature. What, what is this creature? Uh I don't That's know. It looks like some sort of yeah, it looks like some sort of a shark. That's what I was thinking. I still keep waiting for one of them to come out with a chupacabra. Let me see if chupacabra. I uh, let me see if I can uh, figure out what a query. I was at the water park I'm, a couple of weeks ago wearing my hat from Lone Pint that they gave us when they were here, and someone was like, "Oh, Lone Pint, I love that place." Just yeah, randomly in the line next to me, just, "Oh, I love that place. It's great." Yeah, White Stout, eight point two percent by volume. Mm-hmm. So cuero actually means leather in English. The leather White Stout. You know, there's got to be a story behind this. We're going to have to ask um, Blake about this next time we have him on. This is uh, it's lovely. It's delicious, though. It's mm-hmm. it's weird because the color and the flavor belie each other. It's it's mm-hmm. coffee and chocolatey and now I I did and go- it's this weird color. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on there? I did go to the Urban Dictionary, which sometimes gives you alternative uh, translations for different things. And according to the UrbanDictionary.com, wait, does this have something to do with a clear table and some lady of the evening standing above it? Close. It's Dominican slang for the word "slut" for, uh, for any for any guy or girl that is too easy. 
Oh, so there you go. So I wasn't too far you weren't, off. You weren't, all, you weren't all that far off. I don't think that's what they were getting at here. I'm not sure that that's at what Lone they were going for. But I tell you, this beer is delicious. It's it is, fantastic. It's got a certain coffee vibe to it, but mm-hmm. it almost reminds me more of like Buffalo Bayou's coffee ale or coffee blonde than it does of a traditional stout. Mm. It's got a stout mouthfeel, though. It's, yes. it's not... It's not thin. No, it's not. And it's it's got almost a it's got there's a chocolateiness to it that reminds me more of white chocolate. Yes. You know, people are very much divided on white chocolate whether it is actually chocolate or not. But um I'm I'm thinking that I enjoy the taste of it in this beer. Here's the thing. I actually don't like white chocolate. Mhm. But occasionally you get stuff that is white chocolate flavored or what if you like it's a white chocolate good. what what about like an almond dipped in white chocolate would you yeah. eat that no not your thing no I mean dark chocolate covered almonds oh, or my, my if you go these... by bucky's they have yeah. the uh, oh, dark, they have the dark chocolate covered pecans oh those are amazing i'm sorry pecans pecans yeah i'll tell you something cool. else too there is my wife bought these i don't know the brand i'm sorry but there are some lemon flavored almonds they're roasted almonds and they have this coating on them that tastes like a lemon bar mm. <laughs> and it is amazing wow. and it's got white powdered like sugar type so you see, you see what good beer does amazing. it makes us have conversations about all kinds of stuff <laughs> i love this I beer. absolutely love it i absolutely love this beer and these guys stay on my list of the most mm-hmm. important breweries operating right now i, I would put these guys I would put Parish. I would eat, put Bells. Do you ever eat Jordan almonds? Yes. Think a little. Take a sip of this and think about that little candy shell. It's it's got a little candy kind of it does shell to it. It's delicious. It's so and, good. And uh, I want more. It's smoking and toasting. We will be right back. I'm gonna pour you some more. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And I don't know if I would have thought these would go together Dude, that well. So, uh, uh, so. El Cuero White Stout. <laughs> yep, from Lone Pine. And Pasote Tequila. Uh, they form like Voltron. Yeah, this is a pretty They're pretty good amazing. I liked in the intro, y'all were just like, just sipping, just sipping and yeah, sipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what I do at home by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, seriously, those two just absolutely work well together. Yes. That's always nice when we stumble across one of those completely by accident here on the show. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, I, I promised you more lists than we were able to bring you. And so I don't know how good right now translates to next week. Uh, so we'll just have to do our best next to... week we will continue uh to speak in a list yeah yeah there we go or or, or with a list speaking with a list yeah uh but here we go i'm going to bring you the list of the 22 bourbons you have to try right, right now. now this is according to a website i was new to this one manofmini.com i don't know many what but manofmini.com so starting with 22 king's county distillery uh number 21 bookers uh, by the way uh, interrupt bookers, me heck yeah. interrupt me anywhere eh taylor jr at 20 yeah. jim beam at 19 1792 bourbon at number 18 no number 17 was old fitzgerald mm-hmm. number 16 was michter's number 15 elijah craig number 14 Nug. elijah 
Creek. Craig is always solid. Knob Creek is always solid. How about uh, Four Roses at number 13? Mm. Yeah, yeah, not bad at it's all. It's real hard to go wrong with Four Roses. Uh, Jefferson's Bourbon at 12. Mm-hmm. Parker's Heritage at 11. Your thoughts, sir? I don't know sir? that one. Yeah, I'm not really familiar. Uh, maybe on next week's show, we'll we'll delve into Parker's Heritage a little bit, try to find out about it for you. Right now. Wild Turkey at 10. You know what sucks about Wild Turkey? What? Not a damn thing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Eagle Rare is at number nine. Eagle Rare is good. Uh, Old Forester, number eight. Number seven also. is Maker's Mark, although I will admit at least at least go up one from the base brand. Maker's Mark. Maker's 46. Maker's Mark unto itself is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maker's Mark 46 is exquisite. Russell's Reserve at number six. At Russell's number five. That's pretty good. At number five, W.L. Weller. <laughs> Man, stop telling people that Weller is good. Yeah, okay. I want to be able to find it on the I shelf. I mean, again. at number one hundred and five, Weller. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Weller's uh, no good. Yeah, Don't yeah, buy yeah. it, anybody. Uh, number four, <laughs> Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve is always good. Buffalo Trace is at number three. Yeah, man. George T. Stag at number two. That's easy to find. And at number one, although good luck finding this unless you're really wealthy and can buy it on the secondary market. This is going to be Blanton's. Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, Pappy Van yeah, Winkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blanton's is good, too. I'm kind of glad they didn't list it, though, because it is – I mean, they did list Buffalo Trace. It's the same mash bill, right? Yeah, Buffalo Trace is is amazing, and it's the right price. Buffalo mm-hmm. Trace is $23, $25 a bottle Right, now. right. Um, I love it. Used to be less, but there's uh, there's some on that list that I think are pretty solid yep, uh, choices. Yep. Any Elijah Absolutely. Craig, you're going to be happy with. Four Roses. The the yeah. George T. Stag, that one's a little pricey yeah. and real difficult to find. Michters. Michters is solid, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's all kinds of good things on here. Um, uh, it makes me want to go home and sift through my bar because I know I got some Russell's Reserve sitting you back there, there that yeah. I haven't tapped in a while. So that would be something to uh, something to really look forward to. Um, our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. There's so many of these lists we didn't get to, but I feel like we got some good ones at least. Uh, there are lists for... Uh, uh, list for uh, rum that we didn't get to. There are lists for more cigars that we didn't get to. So we'll bring these to you in the coming weeks. And we also love tasting things and telling what well, we love tasting things just because we love tasting things. But uh, we also love telling you about what we are tasting. And I just want to point out that today's tequila, the Pasote Tequila so Anejo, is one of the better tequilas I think we've had on this show in a long time. Mm. I, I think it's just Absolutely spectacular. I couldn't recommend it higher. And I say that at the risk of not being able to find it because all you jerks will go out and buy it at my favorite store and it won't be there when I go <laughs> no, to, to, get, to get a refill. I'm just saying. We're talking to you, our listening yeah, audience. That's right. Thank you for listening, you jerks. Uh, <laughs> no. no, we do appreciate it. This is the stuff we love telling you about, actually, is these kind of hidden gems. You know, to me, that's, that's one of the whole uh, reasons to do the show and enjoy the show. So, uh, so Ian, thanks for. Um, uh, thanks for everything this week. This Man, good you one. rocked this week. Yeah, absolutely. You did. Uh, I feel like, and you know who really rocked was Terry, our, our engineer, who's just crushing uh, it, putting it all together and crushing it. And special thanks to Chris Morris for this week's covering me, song. covering yeah. me for forgetting the yeah. uh, ukulele. Yeah, thanks, so Chris. The ukulele will return next week, as it always does. 
and uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. Our thanks to Adam in the Cloud as well. And we have uh, some very interesting things shaping up for the program, so we want to encourage you to stay with us. If you are listening to us on broadcast radio, thank you so much. That's our newest venture is being on broadcast radio, and we're really excited that there's the nationally syndicated stations nuts enough to actually carry smoking and toasting on the weekend in their lineup. So thank you guys uh, for all of that. Uh, I hope you have a great week. I hope you try this Pesote uh, Tequila Añejo. And we'll be back with more good stuff to drink and uh, talk about next week. Until then, we lift our glass and we say, as we love to here in Texas, cheers, cheers y'all. It's all right when it's up.